Hubris, Round 5, Group 1. This piece is titled, The Mage in the Mist. Content warnings include, unreality, manipulation, emotional distress, impersonation, peril, alcohol mention, and death mention. So, there I was, back on the cold, hard dirt, pinned down by monsters. The fog was so thick I couldn't see my arm in front of my face, even if I were able to lift it. But I knew I was so close, so close, I could hear the siren song of the center pulling me in. I thought, old man Peters, I thought, this isn't the end. This is not the end. I thought about what my wife, Marja, would say if she were in the soup with me. She'd say, old man Peter, she'd say, you get yourself up and you go learn the secret of life. And so that's exactly what I did. I summoned every ounce of strength left in my body and I got myself to the center. And the soup told me just what I needed to know. What did it say? What did it say? What did it say? That is precisely my question. The magic fog, this soup. What advice did it give you? <laughs> Look, Mageling, I know you're not from around here, but you don't just ask people what the soup told them. Especially not when they're in the middle of a story. That advice was for my ears only. I'm only trying to ascertain what class of magic this soup is. But the soup isn't like your tinctures and cantrips, mageling. Its raw power puts you mages to shame. It whispered secrets to me that have made me rich beyond my wildest dream. Now, if you don't want to get kicked out of this here tavern, I suggest you shut your trap. Another round? On me! Far away, long ago, on the edge of a dream and the top of a mountain, there was a kingdom called Ilona. Down one side of the mountain lay the trade road, which wound through the forest and connected the small kingdom to others to trade, to prosperity, to civilization. Down the other side of the mountain, the terraced pastures and verdant farmland gradually gave way, first to a scrubby woodland of knobbly oak and ghostly birch, then to barren moraine, a no-man's land at the very edge of the known. Finally, the land sank into a bowl-shaped valley, a valley perpetually shrouded in a thick fog. It was a dense, heavy sort of fog, the sort of fog which robs the world of that which makes it the world, the sort that erases one's senses. Those who lived in the kingdom on the mountain called it simply the soup. The soup was of no mundane origin. It did not take a mage to realize this. Children who strayed too close to it while playing reported feeling ill, hearing whispers they could not shake. 
They came home covered in cold sweat, laden with a sense of dread. If you think that this would keep people away from the soup, then you know nothing about people. Of course people went in. All throughout Elona and surrounding kingdoms, people told stories about the soup. In hushed tones at corner tables of taverns, shouted in the marketplace, as a warning to children in the form of a bedtime story. People told of those who had wandered into the soup and lived. It was said that if you made it to the very center of the fog, the center of the valley, the soup would let you in on the secret to success. You would emerge fearless, lucky, and rich in more ways than one. Ilona itself had experienced desperate times of famine and plague until the king braved the soup a few years before our tale. Now, the kingdom thrives. But unlike the king and old man Peters, most people who enter the soup do not return. Hear ye, hear ye, a royal proclamation. Good people of Ilona, it is with a heavy heart that I come to you today, not as your king, but merely as a father, to humbly ask your aid. My daughter, your beloved Princess Kiersey, has been kidnapped in the night. We know not what foul Cretan has stolen her away, but a guard reported seeing her and her kidnapper traveling toward the soup. I know more than most the horrors that await her there, and all I want is for my dear girl to be returned to me. Therefore, I royally decree that whoever can bring her back from the wretched soup shall be rewarded handsomely in gold, in addition to whatever reward the soup itself gives them. Please bring my daughter safely home. Among those listening in the town square to this proclamation, was our apprentice mage, whose name was Torben. It wasn't difficult for Torben to make the decision to take up the king's challenge. That was part of his job, as he saw it. He was already on a journey along the trade road, passing through each kingdom and learning what magic it had to offer. His entry into the soup was inevitable. Torben packed what spells and potions he felt might be useful into his leather rucksack and made his way down into the hidden valley. As he stepped out beyond the last withered tree and onto the ring of open moraine, the birdsong and the bright breeze of the happy kingdom behind him faded into an eerie silence, interrupted only by the skittering of small pebbles that escaped even Torben's careful footwork. The soup stretched out before him like a strange sea, the moraine its shore. Tendrils of fog reached up and lapped at his ankles like waves, bidding him enter. His reverie was interrupted by a loud struggle further down the shore. No, I won't go in. We need all of us to rescue the royal brat. And that includes you. You can't make me. Oh yes, I can. Torben watched as the woman shoved her compatriot down the slope. He should have fallen face first into the ominous fog. And yet, instead of going in, 
he stopped. He floated just above the soup, as if he'd landed on a wall of invisible glass. I'm out of here. Wait. Wait, I'm not going alone. Huh. How about that? I guess the soup won't let anyone in unless they want to enter. All right, here I go. The fog tickled Torben's feet as the young mage broached its surface. He stepped in, deeper and deeper, walking with a purpose. He did not look back before the wet, heavy soup closed over the top of his head. He found himself in a colorless, muted world. His shirt stuck to his back. Ugh, it's warmer than I thought in here. He marched on. There was no way of knowing how long he walked. It might have been seconds, or it might have been hours. The damp was oppressive, worming its way out of him in beads of sweat. He thought he heard sounds on occasion, but it was impossible to tell if they were animal or human. Torben was not frightened of them. He was a mage's apprentice. But then there was a shape in the distance. Hello? Excuse me, is there someone there? Princess! And suddenly, the figure was upon him. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm the farthest thing from a princess. Old man Peters, what are you doing here? Marsha? <laughs> is that you? Who's Marsha? Are you... Are you also looking for the princess? Oh, Marja, I never was very good to you, was I? <laughs> no, I just drank away all our money until there wasn't enough left for you to buy your medicine. <laughs> oh. Old man Peters, I say, old man Peters, you were a wretched husband. <laughs> I didn't deserve you, Marja. I never did. Hey, old man, I'm not your wife. I saw you at the tavern just last night. You were telling everyone how you got out of here. How you got the secret to success. I'm just old man Peters. Never could do a damn thing right in my life. Useless. Marja? Marja, what what are you doing here? Ow! Hey! (sighs) Old man, do you want a memory potion or something? Ah. Here, I can help you. No! Hey! Marja, you shouldn't be here. Marja, it... It said things would be better for you if I stayed. It said you'd be okay. Why are you here, Marja? Why? Even here, I'm nothing but bad for you. You're delusional, old man. The soup's gotten to you. Run, Marja! Get out before you find yourself. Run! (sighs) Oh, all right. Let's review then. The soup makes people see things that aren't there, and apparently gives them completely different personalities, so I can't trust my senses. Great, got it. What's next? Come on. What was next turned out to be interminable walking. Torben pressed onwards through the soup until his clothes were drenched in humidity. He couldn't tell whether his vision was blurring, because there was nothing solid enough to look at. Help! What was that? Is that real? Of course I'm real, stupid. I'm asking you to help. Are you? Yeah, it's me, Princess Kiersey. Now will you please untie me? Princess Kiersey? 
The princess sat upon the ground, her hands tied to a post so mundane that it looked out of place amidst the mystical fog. What are you doing just standing around? My kidnapper will be back soon. He's going to feed me to some sort of monster. This doesn't make any sense. I know. I thought the soup was full of heroes on quests like my father. I didn't realize it was a hive of ordinary villainy. <sighs> While I'd love to sit around and chat, will you please untie me before we both get eaten? Mm, sure. Torben quickly untied the ropes, and the princess stood up, as grateful as she was miffed. <sighs> Finally. Thank you for rescuing me. I can't wait to go home. I'm sure my father will reward you even if you are rude. What's your name? I'm Torben, but, uh, you weren't kidnapped. <laughs> what? No one can enter the soup unless they want to. You want to be here for some reason. Ergo, you weren't kidnapped. <laughs> Can we maybe talk about this when there isn't a giant monster trying to kill us? Sure. Don't worry, princess. The monster was one of shadow. It was hulking, twice as tall as a man. Torben prepared a fire spell, as he had done countless times before. Stand back! Instead of a grand arc of flame, the spell paper produced a sad fizzle. Uh, Torben, is this your first day of mage school or something? No, this usually works. Oh, can't you fight it off or something? No, I... No, they're my magic. I can't. I can't. The princess and the mage's apprentice backed up as the monster advanced. Its gloomy tendrils reached out for them. Suddenly, a hooded figure appeared out of the mist. They spun a shiny amulet around, monopolizing the monster's attention and sending it into a trance. When the figure lobbed the amulet away in an arc of shining light, the monster ran after it, disappearing. No! You ruined it! Now I don't know if Torben could have survived the monster or not. Kiersey? The monster fighter lowered her hood. She looked just like Princess Kiersey. First you think you can use magic on a soup monster, then you don't even know the soup makes doubles? Are you sure you're a mage? Doubles? What? No. This is a trick, just like with Old Man Peters. She just said she wanted the monster to attack you. She's not on your side. That's... right. You did. Don't worry, dear Torben. Someone will be along soon to help you, too. Just as I'm here to help our dear princess. Not on my watch, Double. <laughs> You're not me. Oh, but I am you. I'm you, but better. I'm you who can embroider without missing a stitch or pricking your thumb. I'm you who doesn't get a stomach ache every time she has to go on horseback. I'm you who can get through a court dinner without a disapproving look from father when you forget the minutia of table matters. I'm you who has the guts to kiss the tutor's daughter she has a crush on. I'm you, but not a failure. Get away. You're not the one I'm looking for. Oh, 
of course. I'll get you eventually, dear Kersey. <laughs> did did she just disappear? Yes. She just let us go. No, didn't you hear her? She's not done with us. But we can get out now. Let's run out of the soup. And how do you plan on doing that? We can just follow my... He turned around. There should have been a trail of his footprints. There were none. Oh. Didn't you look behind you at all and realize that was happening? I don't tend to look back. You need to get with the program. Torben, right? Yep. And you're the real Princess Kiersey? The one and only. Did my fake father send people to come rescue me? Fake father? <sighs> you really need to get with the program. Then you really ought to start explaining things. I was at least right you weren't kidnapped, correct? Yeah, yeah. I came here of my own free will. I wasn't kidnapped. I ran away. Fine. You want to know the story? Fine. When I was younger, Ilona wasn't doing so well. Harvests were bad, and every winter the plague struck. One year, it took my mother. That was hard. But my father, he got me through it. He was so strong, and he let me cry into his shoulder every night. And often he cried, too. The next summer, we built a treehouse together. He taught me the types of flowers, but though my father was a good father, the people all said he was a bad king. And this worried him. I saw the candle burning late at night in the library while he was trying to find a way to make things better. One day, he said he was going on a journey, said not to worry, and he kissed me goodbye on the forehead. It wasn't until he was back that I learned he'd gone into the soup to find a way to fix our kingdom for the good of Ilona. The next harvest was a bumper crop and no one got anything worse than a cold that winter. I was so proud of him. Until I started noticing things. Little things. He wouldn't walk through the flowers with me anymore. He always apologized, said next time. He's smile wasn't quite right. He laughed too late when I told a joke. And so I did some research about stories of the soup of people who returned. I realized that the people who come out of the soup, they're not the same as people who went in. Whoever that is on the throne up there in Ilona, that's not my father. People don't come back from the soup. A double takes their place, and usually people don't even notice because they like the double better. But I want my father back. My real father. Kiersey, I... I know it was stupid to come here, okay? I know it was something she'd never do. The, the double, the perfect me. But I had to. I had to come and find my father. I want to help you. You do? I do. I want to help you. I'm sorry about your father. Let's start walking. Which way? Hmm. Doesn't matter. I think the soup wants us to go to the center. 
We'll get there. So, why are you here, really? I'm a mage's apprentice. Right, I could tell that from that insane fireball earlier. No, really. I'm a mage's apprentice. I am good at magic, I promise. I'm just not good at anything else, really. I always seem to say the wrong thing. Well, you didn't say the wrong thing just now. (laughs) Thank you. So, how often do you end up in life-threatening situations as a mage's apprentice? Pretty often. It's part of the job. My master sent me on a journey to learn all I can about magic. When I came to Luna, I learned about the soup, and that definitely sounded like learning about magic. But this place is totally different from mage magic, right? Like, you guys travel around and sell people potions and spell paper, and this place is... um. Well, this place feels primordial. Like, I think it's all original magic. That makes it wild and unpredictable. And it's why my magic isn't working. But those are all reasons we should be learning more about the soup. I do not understand you, mages. If the soup was bringing the pair closer to the center, it gave no sign it was doing so. Kiersey grew more and more on edge, whipping her head around for any sign of her father, while Torben looked resolutely forward. Several times, one wanted to stop, just to rest for a bit, but the other urged them forward. It felt like enough time had passed that it should be night outside the soup, but the dense fog remained the same shade of murky white it had always been. Finally, they came upon three fog-clothed figures— Kiersey ignored the two on either side and sprinted up to the kneeling man, his bent head weighted by a crown. The center. This must be it. Father! Kiersey? Father, it's me! Oh, my Kiersey, I've missed you, darling. But why are you here? Father, we have to go. Now. Oh, you're not the one going anywhere, dear. You get away from my father. I'm taking him home. Kiersey, she's right. I'm not going home. I'm already there. No, no, you're not. That's not really you. He's a better me than me. And I'm a better you than you, Kiersey. Oh, isn't this fitting? I will go home instead of you and be with your better father, and you can stay here with this worthless one. Kiersey, I'm glad you're here. No. 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 Kiersey, you know it's true. You know you're just a burden to everyone back home. Let me take on that burden and make it better. I'm... I'm... I'm a burden. Just like... Oh, you were a burden to this poor boy who came to try and rescue you. If not for you, he wouldn't be trapped here either now, would he? (laughs) (sighs) Foolish princess. Kiersey, stay here. With me. Torben, I'm... I'm sorry. It... It's my fault that you're here. 
Kiersey, don't listen to her. I would have come here even without you. And that's why you're a fool as well. Oh, fascinating. I have a double too? You have no regard for your own safety. And the only reason your self-sacrificial tendencies haven't hurt anyone yet is because you never let anyone get close enough to get hurt. Hey, I don't. I always, I always try to. You didn't take any precautions. You just waltzed down into this treacherous fog. You want so badly to figure this place out? Well, you mostly have already. Allow me to teach you the rest of the hard way. I feed on doubt. I make people lose themselves to it. Surely as they are lost in the fog. Most of those who enter perish to monsters long before they reach the centre. You could call me a picky eater. I only want the strongest. They're the most fun to convince of their own worthlessness. The strongest win the reward of seeing how I can be them, but better. They send me off to the outside world to go convince others that they should come here too, to become the best selves they can be. Like Kersey here, they always come to their senses in the end. Kersey, don't tell me you're staying here. Oh, she is, isn't she? I, I, I am going to stay here. I came here to find my father. I found him. I, I, I'm only sorry I got you in this mess, Torben. You should run. Kiersey, I'm so happy to have you back, darling. You see, Torben, you ought to stay as well. Wouldn't it be so much better having me out in the world instead of you? I wouldn't do foolish things like placing myself somewhere where my one skill, my magic, is completely useless. I'll impress your master, and I'll finally make an actual real friend. Something you could never do. But you won't. I won't what exactly? You won't impress my master, because you won't be able to tell them the truth about the soup. Oh, but I could tell them so much more about deep magic. So much you haven't the foggiest clue about. No. Excuse me? I won't. You won't what? I won't agree. You need me to agree to stay, don't you? <laughs> to agree that you would be a better me than me? That's stupid. I won't do it. <laughs> Foolish boy. I have countless lifetimes of experience. And you haven't even made a single friend. Of course I'd be a better you than you. I have made a friend. Oh, really? She's right there. The princess of Ilona. She saved me from a monster. She felt guilty because she thinks she got me trapped here. She's my friend. <laughs> How sad. I'm sure you and her can spend eternity together determining whether or not that's true while I go and pick up the pieces of your life. No. Torben, think clearly now. So you do need me to agree. Wouldn't I make a better you than you? No. Don't you want me to go and make you the best mage in all the kingdoms? No, thank you. Don't you want to improve? No. Don't you want me to take your place? No. I want you gone. The soup was not used to being told no. The figure before Torben, the one that wasn't him, smarted, and its skin bubbled. It looked like something was trying to claw its way out from within. For the first time, 
A wind whipped up within the thick fog, and it swirled, searing against Torben's face. It wasn't a fun experience, watching something that looked just like him boil alive into thin air. But luckily, Torben was made of stern stuff. The wind blew harder, until Torben's eyes watered up and he had to close them. The angry wind left silence in its wake. When Torben opened his eyes, he saw only two figures where previously there had been four, Kiersey and the king. Both appeared groggy, as if they had just awoken from a deep sleep. Kiersey, darling, is that you? Where are we? Father, we're in the soup, which, as it turns out, is not so good for the soul. I've just had the most horrible dream. Are you two able to walk? It looks like there's a path out. Indeed there was now a clear path leading out of the valley. It seemed the soup wanted Torben out just as much as he wanted to be out. (sighs) I believe so. And who are you, young man? Father, this is my friend, Torben. This episode was written by Emma Johanna Purinen and edited by J.J. Jensen. It was directed by Stephen Raz, with dialogue editing by Stephen Indrasano and sound design by Oren Talbot. Music was made by Stephen Indrasano. The transcript was done by J.J. Jensen. The narrator was voiced by Emma Johanna Purinen. Stephen Indrasano was Old Man Peters and Rescuer One. Corbin was voiced by Emmett Moon. The King was voiced by J.J. Jensen. Princess Kiersey was voiced by Sivan Raz. Oren Talbot as Cryer and Rescuer 2.